and welcome to another episode of Boundless Body Radio. I'm your host, Casey Ruff, and today we have another amazing guest to introduce to you now. Dr. Zara Carson is the CEO of Get Zend. Her second book, Six Weeks to Happy, The Ultimate Roadmap to Retrain Your Brain for Better Health, Greater Abundance, and Long-Lasting Happiness, has debuted at number one on the Amazon and Barnes & Noble charts, and recently hit number two on the Wall Street Journal bestseller list. Certified in mindset coaching and neuroscience, Zara is an inspirational public speaker, as well as a trusted personal success coach to dozens of global executives. Most recently, Zara was awarded a Top 100 Healthcare Visionaries Award by the International Forum for Advancements in Healthcare. She holds degrees in psychology, applied positive psychology, and neuroscience and is certified as a master neurolinguistic programming practitioner and life coach, master hypnotherapist, and master timeline therapy practitioner. Zara, what an absolute honor it is to welcome you to Boundless Body Radio. Oh, thank you so much, Casey. I appreciate you having me. I told you before we got on that I was going to stumble through that exact um, <laughs> phrase in your intro, and, and true to form, I absolutely did. So, so funny. Oh, it's totally fine. Most people don't even know what it is, so it's totally <laughs> Really smart people have really big words in their introductions. I've learned that through podcasting. <laughs> oh my Simplified. It was a good uh, lesson. That's so funny. Podcasting is such a small world. We were also talking about how you were hosted on the Mastering You podcast with Matt Sutton. He's become a really good friend of mine, and I've hosted him on this show. He's hosted me on that show. He's hosted you on that show. And now I'm okay. hosting you here and on this body. So I feel like you need to invite both of us to something. I don't care what it is, maybe like a birthday party or lunch or something, but you have to vote us to something. Uh, I'm in Miami Beach, so you guys are welcome down here. There's (laughs) lots of ways to host you here and have Uh. fun. It's 20 degrees here in Salt Lake City today, so I would be more than willing to travel to Miami Beach right about now, missing the the warmth. <laughs> well, we haven't mastered Fahrenheit, but it's mid-70s, which is almost beach weather. It's wow. Warm. Oh, that sounds great. Well, you've almost mastered Fahrenheit, which means you're not from around here. I've heard your story. Um, <laughs> people who get into happiness work, are they just naturally so happy that they have these great happy lives from the very beginning. And so they just go out and say like, look, I've mastered this whole happy thing. So now I'm going to go and share this with the world. Or was your story a little different than that? Actually, no, I think it's usually the opposite. I think most people learn through some form of hardship and then they've learned to master themselves. And that, that was certainly my journey. So I, I can, can I share a little bit about my journey? With absolutely. Your yeah, Absolutely. So I was born in South Africa during apartheid, which is, you know, a very charged and polarized time. And I think when you're that little, you you don't really know how to process the complexity of the surrounding you're in. So when you're dealing with segregated societies, you know, the, the racial injustices and the things that you're dealing with and witnessing at such a young age, your, you know, your conscious and subconscious don't really have an understanding of what that all means and how it's going to impact you in the long term. And so it certainly was part of my journey. I think I grew up at a very young age, you know, when, when something happens and, and you're trying to make sense of it, you know, we, we add meaning us human beings. We have this, we have this natural ability before we're even aware of it to add meaning and tell ourselves a story about a situation to explain the world around us and why things are occurring the way that they are. And the story I told myself at a very young age before I even knew I made a decision about it was, I guess I'm not good enough to be, you know, on that beach. I'm not good enough to be in that restaurant because that's what life was like in South Africa at that time. And so, you know, fast forward into my teen years, I realized 
well, that, that story about not feeling enough, that wasn't good enough for me. I wanted to learn how to move beyond. And I was aware that it was, it was running in my subconscious. It was almost like running my operating system as though I was on autopilot. And I realized, you know, I wanted a full life. I wanted a charmed life. I wanted to be excited by my own life. I wanted adventure and travel and all of those beautiful things. And I didn't mind working hard for it, but the not enough part, I knew it was going to hold me back. I didn't know how I knew, but I knew that it was going to hold me back at a young age. And I said, I didn't want that to be my story. And so I think that's what set me down this whole path of trying to understand human behavior and the human condition and our thought processes and why we think and feel certain things that we don't want to be feeling because they're not really impacting us in a positive or empowering way. They're actually keeping us stuck. And so that became my mission to uncover what gets us stuck in these patterns of behavior, self-sabotage and fear and self-doubt, whether it's in, in business, whether you want to start that business or whether it's at school or whether it's in terms of your state of health or your ability to feel, you know, to feel beautiful and desired and, and a part of this world, to feel like you belong, to feel connected to other human beings, to have love and wealth and all of those things that we all so richly deserve. It's our human birthright. So how do we move beyond those, you know, those challenges and obstacles and, and just blow them out of the water so that we can move forward and in an empowering way. And that's why I have studied so many different fields was, you know, I started with psychology because I wanted to understand human behavior. I started studying, you know, happiness and positive psychology because I wanted to understand. So psychology, how they explain it is psychology deals with sort of disorders and, and how to get back to neutral when you're not feeling well. And then positive psychology says, okay, well, what's north of neutral? How do we go from feeling just okay to feeling really great? And so then I went in to study positive psychology. And then I said, well, you know, I, I understood in my studies at this point that we're 5% conscious, my 95% subconscious. And all of our beliefs, all of our desires, all of our values and where we get stuck is all in the subconscious. So if we can learn to tap into that 95%, we can, we can literally pull down our own walls and just open up possibilities. So then I studied NLP, which is neurolinguistic programming, which is really understanding the language of the subconscious. And then hypnotherapy goes with that because it's understanding how to untap the patterns in the subconscious that are keeping you stuck so that you can move beyond. And then once I went there, I said, well, that's not enough. I need, I need more science. I need the neuroscience. I need to understand how the brain is wired and, and why fear stops us and where this all comes from. And what I started to see in my, you know, my 25 years of studying and my 25 career as a trusted advisor to C-level executives, I just started to see patterns in the data and patterns in my coaching clients. And I started to put all that research together into a simple set of strategies called the rewire system that anyone can learn in six weeks. And that way you can bring lasting change in your life, whether it's better health and fitness, whether it's more success or wealth, whether it's creating more opportunities for love and that happiness that we are all really seeking. Because I think even when we're seeking wealth, what we're, what we're seeking is, is not just the money, it's the freedom and excitement that comes with that. You know, the things we can do with that money, the freedom of 
being free of worry, of having more time and energy to spend with our loved ones, of having the, the choice and the access to do amazing things in our lives. And so that became, I think, my life's mission. And that's how I got here. Wow. And I'm really excited to be here and share it with your audience because I think this work is really powerful. It certainly has been in my experience. And and so I'm happy to share it with you all. Yeah, absolutely. I really want to deep dive into the rewire system. It's amazing. I guess I didn't really realize what you mentioned about, you know, the 95% subconscious. What a what an amazing, you know, place to I think you mentioned like untapped power. Like what a what a vast amount of potential energy that we can tap into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you think you wake up in the morning and you think you're in control of your life, but you're really living in the five percent. Because your conscious thoughts and your conscious feelings are just 5% of you. All learning, all change, all behavior happens in the 95%. So if you think of your, your, like your computer has an operating system and your operating system is what runs you. And so it runs your computer. And just like that, we run, our operating system is, you know, it's just as good as we are. Just like your operating system on your computer is just as good as your computer is. That's where it generates its power from. So if you can tap into that and unlock all of the strategies, all of the fears, all of the belief systems that are holding you back in life, wow, then you're really unleashed. Then you're supercharged. You know, that's the neurohack. That's the biohack that you want. And so I became really fascinated with tapping into that whole piece. Mm. Is that where you started to develop some of the concepts that eventually became your book? Absolutely. You know, I started seeing patterns in the data. And so when I was coaching clients, I realized when we were doing uh, the coaching work that dealt with the subconscious, you know, as when you learn NLP and hypnotherapy, you learn to learn, listen to the language of the subconscious. And there are different language patterns in the subconscious than the conscious mind. And when you're trained to listen for those, you hear a completely different story. So as a coach, for example, you have someone sit in front of you or, you know, a number of people sit in front of you at different times and you're asking yourself, wow, this person looks really put together. You know, they seem to really have their life together. Nobody, nobody would ever know meeting them in a you know, social setting that something's amiss. And so my question would always be, you know, this, this person seems strong and capable and, you know, they're, they're well put together physically. And so they're presenting a particular persona, a particular version of themselves to the world. So what's stopping them from being where they want to be in life? You know, what's that gap? And so this technique sort of helps you dive into listening to the language that they're not even aware of, because again, our subconscious beyond our awareness is sort of like, we think of it like the iceberg, only, only that five or 10% of the iceberg is really above water. Everything else is all that extra mass holding up that iceberg is below the surface. And so your subconscious is kind of like that. And so I just became so fascinated in understanding what those were. And what I came to realize is when you really pull the data apart and you start to catalog it, most people's sets of fears and limiting beliefs that stop them in life, they really fall into, you know, one or two of five categories. And it just was universal. It didn't matter if I was talking to a a global CEO or a mid-level manager or somebody, you know, a student, those five fears were prevalent in everyone. They're universal. And so I said, this is, this is the key to unlock this. If I can teach people at least where to start, because most people don't know how to change where they are. You know, you can, you can set yourself a fitness goal and say, okay, if I learn nutrition and 
how to exercise correctly, then I can get there. I can reach my goal. And that's great. And usually you need to find yourself a nutrition coach or a fitness coach, and then you can get yourself there. But what about the rest of life? What about, you know, what are the patterns sabotaging you from having real connected partnership and love and support in the way that you want and need it in your relationships? And then how does that impact your work relationship, your ability to build strong teams or to run a business or to start a business or to, you know, to accumulate wealth, for example. Some people just have these limiting beliefs, if you were. So if you have this belief like I had, of I'm not enough, it doesn't always sound like I'm not enough. It might sound like, you know, I, I don't, I'm not educated enough to reach that level of success or I'm, you know, I don't think that la- that level of wealth is for everyone. It's just for the few. It's just for the 1% or the 0.1%. You know, these are all belief systems that hold us back in life. So if we can pull those back and sort of peel the onion and then throw it away and, and you, get, you get to stand in a space and create something entirely new and that's powerful. Wow. Yeah. And that's why I love the concept of rewire, the, the, the idea that these things can be changed. I mean, in your book, you cite um, Donald Hebb and Hebb's Law, which basically states that, you know, nerve cells that fire together, wire together, or, you know, Dr. Dispenza, where attention goes, energy flows. It just kind of means that a lot of this stuff can be changed over time if we just understand how to do it, correct? Absolutely. This is, you know, so the whole six-week program that's the rewire system and that comprises the book six weeks to happy, which I've just released is really based on the concept of neuroplasticity, which means that the brain is not actually static. It's dynamic. It's malleable and changeable over time. And if we just know how to move out of autopilot and sort of upgrade that operating system by tapping into those patterns, then we can actually create and we can consciously choose thought and feeling patterns that are more powerful than than what we're doing now. So if you think of when you wake up in the morning, you have this whole series of thoughts and feelings that begin. You know, the minute you wake up, most of us actually don't wake up really rested. Most of us wake up tired because we've been running. It's like we've been running this race with no finish line, right? Like running a marathon without, you know, on that hamster wheel without being able to get off or knowing if we can. And so we wake up and you start to have these thoughts and feelings. Oh, I'm you know, still feeling a little tired. What do I have going on today? And you start to already go into future mode and you start to worry and you start to fret and you start to get nervous or anxious or stressed. And so as those thoughts and feelings get bundled together, it sends us down a whole neural pathway or a whole loop of thoughts and feelings that light up different centers in the brain. And then what happens is the brain is designed to be efficient. So it's going to take the path of least the path of least resistance. So when you wake up and have that thought, oh my gosh, how am I going to get through everything today? And you start getting that all of those physical symptoms, you know, the tension in your shoulders starts to start to flare up, and that little the little brow line between your your eyes or your forehead starts to fret. You know, that all gets wired together, and so you you just go on autopilot. Well, if, what we need to do is we need to break that cycle. We need to break that cycle. And the way to do that is to develop some awareness of what your patterns are and what those thoughts and feelings are that are running your operating system. And once you can see it, you know, they say in positive psychology, you can name it and you have some awareness of it, then you can't unsee it. And if you can name it, then you have power over it. Mm. If you can't name it, then it's running you. 
right? So if you were to wake up and instead be able to just start your day differently, be able to just start your day in a conscious state of mind, setting your intentions for the day and being able to feel and think in a different way. If you want to wake up feeling peaceful instead of stressed, feeling grateful instead of nervous, feeling happy and, you know, have that inner knowing that you're capable of achieving anything you want to, then that's a very different state of being. And if you can wake up consciously choosing a different set of thoughts and feelings your whole day goes differently and you can create so much more in your life that you want and, and get yourself unstuck. So it's really, really powerful. Wow. Yeah. We're so fortunate where we live in Salt Lake city and the suburbs, we have a lake near our house and every morning we get to start our day with a meditation and a walk around the neighborhood, a walk around yeah. the lake that we've gotten to know so well since the pandemic, which has been such a gift. And it's funny, you walk by some of these houses and they already, you know, at six in the morning have the, the morning news on. And I just think I, I just don't miss being in environments where TVs are on telling you everything that's wrong with the world. When you yeah. step outside, there's absolutely nothing wrong with the world. The sun's coming up, the ducks are quacking, like everything is totally great. <laughs> Absolutely. That's amazing that you do that. I think so. You know, what's interesting is you're grounding with nature and you're taking some time to meditate, whether, you know, meditation is different for everyone. Not everyone can sit silently. So if you're going out and just taking a walk in nature, having that sunlight hit your retina, it, it changes the way your body processes energy, having that fresh air and connecting with nature actually grounds you. You know, our brain's operate on different brainwave frequencies and our calmest brainwave frequency actually resonates with the same frequency of the earth. So, you know, that feeling when you go on holiday and you step on the beach for the first time, or you step out into the, the woods for the first time, whatever your happy place is, and you can, you can just feel that tension leave your shoulders and you get to take that deep breath. And, you know, so when you step in nature the earth's energy actually does ground us. It's so powerful. So when you start your day off that way, you're doing so many things. You're starting your day off in the right head space. You're starting your day off in the right mindset. And, and you're, it's calming the brain and the central nervous system without you even realizing it. And then you're starting your day off really just by focusing on your breath and, and, and being calm. And you, you know, you're absolutely right. There's so many people in the corporate world that I used to work with that used to wake up and throw on the news and it's like you're you're being hit by a barrage of stress and and all of the tension happening in the world well you can make a different choice you can choose to start your day off peacefully instead because if you do that it doesn't actually take away your edge it actually allows you to be more productive more focused more creative and so it's a, it's, it's an amazing practice to start your day off like that. Well done. Wow. Well, thank you. It's been nice to be really mindful about that and, and create a life where we have that as, as part of our life. And we, we prioritize that over other things that we could be doing. This is probably yeah. a really good place to segue into the rewire system, which is an acronym. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like most of this stuff, the meditation and mindfulness fits in the first R, which is relax and quiet. Is that where you would put that? Yes, absolutely. I mean, like I said, meditation is not for everyone. And I, yeah, I've come to realize that, you know, while people don't necessarily want to sit and be still, and that's fine, but there's so many other ways to learn to quiet the mind because we are programmed. So we evolved to be really good at survival. You know, we've heard of the fight or flight response. We have a very strong natural stress response. And so we think of, you know, ancient times when we used to live out in, in nature and we had to be really good at that. So we had to, you know, if there was a real danger present, you know, think 
rustling in the bushes and predator looming. And we needed that adrenaline rush. And so the fight or flight response acts like, like a gas pedal. So it gets hit. We get this rush of adrenaline that, that flies through our body and, and gives us that energy that we need to flee to safety. But back then, our brains used to signal our bodies as soon as it was safe again to return back to calm. And I think what we're missing in today's really busy life is there's no calm button anymore. There's no button to say it's okay to stop worrying. It's okay to not be stressed. It's okay to be safe. And so we're constantly in this fight or flight response. Even, you know, if you think of your phone, how many different channels do we probably have 10 or 12 channels right now? It used to be just, you know, remember back in the days of flip phones, you just had phone and voicemail. And when you got to your computer, you had email, but now you have social channels. You have how many different inboxes in your email, you have text message, you have WhatsApp. And for me, I've noticed that every time my phone goes off, it's basically anything that requires your time and attention is going to pull energy from you. And I've realized that we are, you know, we're, we're on high alert for danger because that's how we evolved. And our very nature actually works counter to our intention to be happy or to be successful or to be thriving in life because we're wired for survival. So the very first step is, we need to train away from that. If you can imagine, um, it's like going to the gym and, and training a muscle. We've trained our stress response so strongly over the years, unknowingly, and we've forgotten that we actually have a calm muscle that we can strengthen as well. So that first step in the rewire system, and yes, it's an acronym. So the first R is relax and learn to quiet the mind. It's finding some techniques to, to allow your brain to just be calmer. And so it's retraining away from that stress that we've, that we've unknowingly trained for all of these years and retraining back to calm. And once you do that, whatever way you do it is fine. But once you do that, I mean, the, the benefits are outstanding. I mean, you have improved immune system. You have improved ability to regulate your energy level, to control your emotions so it automatically gives you emotional and social resilience. Um, it, it does so many things to the brain, for example. Gyrification is your body's ability to, your brain's ability to process information. That actually increases. So we're actually able to think faster. We're more focused. We're more productive. And so you're boosting, you know, if you think of like neurohacking peak performance as a human being, this is the one way to do it. You have to learn to quiet your mind because you think of any time in your life, I mean, yes, we all get things done when we're stressed, but we're not the most capable when we're stressed because so much energy is being spent on the, on the ruminating, on the worrying part of being stressed. And if we were able to just remove the causes of that and retrain our brain and nervous system back to calm, then everything feels easier. Then you have a quiet space where you can focus and where you can create something and solution a problem. And that all comes more quickly. Mm. You know, if you want to, if you want to spark creativity, which is also strategic thinking, you know, sometimes it doesn't happen sitting at your desk. Sometimes it happens walking away. Like where do you get your best ideas? It's in the shower or when you're taking a walk or when you're driving your car, it's that in between work when all of a sudden the solution will pop into mind and you think, oh, that's exactly what I needed. Thank you. And it's usually because we're relaxed and happy. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a really good point. I notice a much more fixed mindset when stress is really high and I can't think of any other solutions. I love that you mentioned creativity. I really appreciate in your book too, the way that you have already alluded to and say there's, there's no wrong way to meditate. There's no wrong way to be mindful, but this is how I began meditating. You share that story. I think that's a really great way to help people, you know, kind of get started with that first step that are, um, let's talk yeah. about the E now, the eliminate the noise. Tell us a little bit about, um, about that as the next step. Yeah, the eliminating the noises. So like I said, we, we all have these, you know, these fears, these um, limiting beliefs and fears that really prevent us from having the things we really want in life, whether it's love or more money or wealth or that business that we want or, or just overall feeling certain and deserving and capable. And so the eliminating the noise is really diving into giving people a construct and some exercises so that they can see which patterns are theirs, because once you can see it, you can't unsee it, right? It's like when you catch yourself doing something in business or in a relationship in love, and you say, I'm not sure why I behaved that way, but, but now that I can see this pattern, you can catch yourself the next time you're doing it again. It's like, a strat it's like an autopilot strategy that's just playing out. So once you can see it, you can't unsee it. So the first thing is, we have some exercises where you get to go in and see which of these five patterns belong to you. And it gives lots of different examples of how it can show up in your life in, in different areas of the life wheel. So whether that's career or money or uh, intellectual stimulation, education, love and relationships, community, you know, all of those areas, health are really important to our overall well-being. But unless you have the right tools, because of course, nobody asks you as you go through life, Oh, by the way, uh, Casey, what, what makes you happy? What do you need right now to feel really good? We're not given those questions. We're not given that, that sort of dialogue or the tools to help us get there. Like, what do you need right now to feel peaceful? You look stressed. What do you need to feel peaceful? Nobody asks these questions. And I think they're critical life skills. So the E is, is learning how to remove the obstacles, the barriers to your success all of those things causing the fear and the worry and the stress right now. Because once you can remove those, then you have a clear space to create something new, to create a new vision for your life. So that the, the eliminate the noise is E and it's got three tools. So each of the six weeks has three tools that address each of the four bodies because we have a spiritual, mental, emotional, and a physical body. And so um, I can go into those in, in a moment, but Essentially, the eliminating the noise is giving you the tools to just see your obstacles, see your patterns, and then be able to move beyond. Very, very powerful step, this one. Wow. When I was in high school, I knew, I knew that I would never have to, to, to use algebra. They made me learn algebra, and I knew I would never have to use it, and that was absolutely true. I wish they would have taught me this stuff that is actually helpful <laughs> and useful. <laughs> it's such a shame. You're right. It's, we're, not, we're not taught any of this stuff. We're not taught any of this stuff. And it's, you know, I think my, my next stage will be trying to get these tools into the educational system so that, I mean, how useful would it have been to learn how to study effectively and how the brain catalogs information when we were in school? Why on earth did I only learn that when I was doing my postgrad? It made no sense to me. It was mind blowing. I could have been 75% more efficient 
and done 25% of the effort in terms of how much time and energy it took if I just knew how to do it efficiently back then Ugh. when I was studying. <laughs> Such, so. a <laughs> Such a shame. Such a shame. I love in this section of the book, you talk a little bit about energy balance. And and I think I've used yeah. this analogy before with like strength training is, you know, think about it as withdrawals and deposits. If you have a bank mm-hmm. account that you're always taking out of, well, guess what? Like one day you're going to get a call from an angry banker and they're going to want their money back. Can you talk a little bit about our energy withdrawals and deposits? Of course. And this is a very important thing, especially in your area, because you deal a lot with, um, you know, your, your audience is, is very uh, aligned with health and fitness. And so what we're really talking about is willpower and ego depletion. And when I mean ego depletion, I don't mean the ego. I mean that we are energetic bodies and we're like a battery that needs to be recharged. So if we're running on empty all the time, our ability to make the important decisions, our, our ability to have willpower, for example, is, is highly diminished. And so when you think of it, so let's say you're on a diet and exercise program and you wake up in the morning, you're ready to go. You're, you're ready to eat clean. You're ready to get your workout in. But as the day progresses, let's say you don't get your workout in in the morning, you start your day, you go to work, let's say you have a really stressful day and maybe you have a glass of wine in the evening. Well, all of a sudden now your willpower is completely depleted because your ability to get that workout in or to resist that, you know, whatever, whatever your, your fantasy food is, whether you know, it's pizza or chocolate cake or whatever that is for you, um, your ability to resist that is now diminished. So if you're in charge of your energy throughout the day and have some awareness of what takes your energy and what are the must-haves, what are the nice-to-haves, and like what are the necessary things you need to do, and what can you just, what can you just delay and postpone with some you know, just some shifting of priorities so that you're better able to manage your energy and so that you can recharge. And so, you know, some of the things people don't think about that take our energy are sometimes we have negative people in our lives, sometimes even in the office. And so if you're spending a lot of time around people that are stressed or complaining, there's a whole concept of emotional contagion, which means if you're spending time with somebody happy, you're statistically likely to be happier. And if you're spending time with somebody stressed or unhappy, you're going to be more unhappy. So you get to choose how you spend your time and who you spend it with. And then other things that take your energy, for example, are like your phone or your work, right? You know, some of, but some of that is necessary work you have to do. Sure. Some of it can be put off. Not everything is urgent. So if you take some time to prioritize a little bit, that's helpful. But then there are other things that take energy. For example, if you're in physical pain, that actually takes energy because your brain is trying to ignore the physical pain Let's say you have a, you know, an injury and it just ails you, but you need to get on with it. You need to get your work done and even, you know, try and get some exercise, look after your family, look after all of those things. It takes energy to, for your body to avoid physical pain so that you can get on with your day. It takes energy to make decisions or manage people. It takes energy to start a new challenge. So even moving past that initial inertia, so you can start having a little momentum, all of that stuff takes energy. So if you are waking up tired and you're not able to manage your emotions, because when you're exhausted, that's when we have our outbursts. That's when we get a little cranky and irritated. That's when we can't manage our emotions is because we're exhausted. We are tapped out and our ability to manage our emotions and regulate ourselves actually comes much more easily when we're relaxed, when we feel rested. Wow. 
I just wanted to go through a few uh, of the ways that you can replete your energy. So some of those, obviously, sleep is one, but restful sleep, really getting to a place where you're having peaceful sleep. And then also, you know, just removing yourself and, and having some downtime. So ways to recharge, meditation, mindfulness, ways to recharge, like just even being quiet and having some alone time. So if you have a family, you know, carving that time out. So you have whatever that is, half an hour, an hour to yourself. It's just, it's a game changer. So finding ways just to, to understand that your body's a battery and you, you're going to take energy, but then you have to restore it. You have to restore it. Otherwise, over time, you're going to deal with chronic stress and physical sickness disease and chronic inflammation and lots of other things because we're not looking after ourselves mentally and emotionally in terms of our energy levels. So super important stuff. Absolutely. Wow. It, it feels selfish almost to, to take that time for yourself, but in, in the reality, it's almost the most selfless thing that you can actually do. So interesting. Um, let's talk a little bit about the W, the next step. Yeah. So the W is, it's what do you need? So it's really giving people a construct and where this came from was, you know, in coaching people, you know, what you have to do is if you want to create anything, you need to be able to conceive of it. Then you need to have a strategy to get there. And then you need to take action to achieve it. Now I can help people remove all of the fears and self-doubt that keep us stuck. So you can now conceive of a new vision for your life, whatever that goal is. I can help you define the strategy, but then it's up to you to take action. Well, so the, what do you need is it really came from, as I was planning out these, you know, helping people create a, a new life plan and designing a new life for themselves that would excite them. What I came to understand was most people couldn't actually answer the question, what makes you happy? It seems so simple and yet it was not. And so what I realized is, wow, most people are just given a set of milestones. And so they work towards these milestones. Like, you know, when you're in school, get good grades and you're going to finish school and you're going to choose a career, you're going to find a job, you're going to make some money, then you're going to make some more money, then you're going to buy the house, you're going to buy the car, you're going to get married, you're going to have kids. And so they have these milestones. And at some point, they think they're going to reach this place called happiness, when in fact, happiness is not a one size fits all product. You know, it's not something that you can just acquire. It really is a state of being that you have to cultivate. It includes a physical state of well-being. You have to be in a decent state of health, feeling strong and able and have that energy like we just talked about. And you have to mentally, emotionally be able to consciously choose how you want to think and feel in every moment. So you're not running in autopilot. So you're not staying in stuck mode. And so the what do you need became, you know, it became my sort of template for helping my clients work through how to dissect different areas of their life and understand how, you know, what their needs are in, in hours per day or hours per week in terms of what do they need to really feel recharged, to feel full of energy, to feel like they're thriving, to live like, to feel like they're living their best life. You know, what are the little things in all of these areas that would really make them feel excited about their life? And so this goes through three different techniques to, to get you there and help people sort of create that for themselves. And it comes with a workbook at the end as well. So you can actually go through all of these exercises yourself and come out the other side with a, with a different view of what you need. And then you get to negotiate that in your life because, you know, I know people say self-care is selfish, but it's not really because 
let's say you're in a family, let's say you have a husband or wife and kids and you're tapped out, you're, you're going to work, whatever your job is, and you're coming home and you're looking after yourself and looking after your family. But if you are at, you know, an energy level where you are depleted, your ability to, to give to your family, your ability to really be there for, for them, whether it's kids needing homework or your partner needing some love and support is severely diminished as well, because you have nothing left in the tank. So if you're looking after yourselves, then you can actually teach your family and your friends and your communities how to also look after their needs. And the thing I realized in the coaching world is our needs are non-negotiable. We can ignore them, but over time, we start to get irritable. We start to get cranky. We start to feel uncomfortable in our own lives. And that costs us so much more over time because then we have health issues, then we have an overall unhappiness with life. I really think that's what a whole midlife crisis is about: is losing yourself because we never knew we never knew how to align. We never knew what made us happy in the first place. So we're just living this life that we're told to live. Meanwhile, there's so much more that we can be doing to just feel peaceful, to feel energized, to feel excited by each and every day. And so this is a whole series of exercises to take people through that journey so that they they have what they need to get there themselves. Wow. I love that. I love how practical and easy you have made this. This one and the next one, the I, is where I feel the most like inner resistance. Like it seems like something that's really good to do. And so I'll definitely do it, you know, tomorrow or next week. And then it never, it never comes the time to sit down and, you know, directly related to the I, which is imagine. Can you tell us a little bit about that step? Yeah, so this is, you know, really using the power of visualization to get into a whole new mindset. So, you know, we've learned how to quiet the mind in the, in the relax and, and quiet the mind module. Then we've learned how to eliminate the noise and remove the things causing us stress and anxiety. So if we can remove the stress and anxiety, we're already starting from a lighter place in terms of what do we want to create for our lives next, whether it's more love, more wealth you know, more freedom, more time with our families, whatever that is for you that excites you and then that's missing. And then when you dive into what do you need, you already have a, you know, you're starting to see the solution for, wow, when I don't get this, you know, when I don't get this 30 minutes to myself a day or this four times a week of exercise or this one social night per week, what it costs me over time is enormous. And so the I is now that we've done all of this work, okay, We've removed the barriers to your success, whether that's in love, happiness, health, or wealth. Now, what do you want? Because if you're living in a house with four walls, all you can see is what's within those four walls. Well, now we've pulled your walls down and you have so much more possibilities show up. So now this is, okay, imagine your dream life. And so it takes you through a whole series of exercises and also explains what the brain is doing when you're using visual motor rehearsal, when you start imagining this whole new life. And it's really the secret sauce for how you can manifest anything to happen in your life. So, you know, if thoughts are energy and feelings are magnetic, and Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about this as well, you mentioned him earlier, you know, our thoughts are so powerful. They are literally capable of of creating physical material change in our world. So if we're staying stuck in autopilot, then we're just going to create more of the same. If we want to change something new and have a different result for our life, 
we have to change our behaviors. And in order to do that, you have to change your thoughts and feelings. And so that creates a whole new, a whole new neural pathway where you get to step into a different mindset. So this step is really about creating and developing a new mindset and the tools to stay in that state of flow, to stay in that new zone so that you don't fall into the, you know, under that habit of, of waking up and going into autopilot again. It's learning all of those tools to really keep you in a more empowered state. Mm. So Wow. Yeah. I think athletes have known this for a long time. One of my favorite stories, um, just down the street, my, my speed skating coach was Derek Para who won gold medal in the 2002 Olympics. And he would lay down every single night and imagine every single stride in the 1500, his strongest event. And he would stride left, right, left, right. And he would have a stopwatch in his hand with his eyes closed. He would click the stopwatch. That would be by the time he got to the games, almost exactly what his lap splits were. And as soon as he was done with the last split, he would clock it, which was his basically his winning time. And every time he had tears in his eyes as he crossed the line and and won, and which is exactly what happened, blew the lid off that building. It was just an incredible moment. And it came from all that visualization. You're absolutely right. You know, Olympic athletes have known this for a long time. I don't, you know, you can watch programs. If you just look up visual motor rehearsal and Olympic athletes or visualization and athletes, what you'll find is so much research. And there's, there's so much research in the book as well. In the book, six weeks to happy is that, you know, if you can't conceive of it, if you can't have a vision for completing something, your chances of actually getting there are slim. So you'll see Olympic skiers go through, as you just said, every single curve, every second of that race, what the wind is going to feel like and right down to their timing And quite honestly, if you can conceive of it, you can achieve it. But if you can't, the chances of you getting there are very slim. So this gives you the tools for how to get there. And there are two types of visualization. There's outcome visualization and there's process visualization. So to take the diet and exercise routine, if you want to lose 30 pounds, let's say that's a big goal for someone. And it seems almost impossible. It seems like you're trying to climb a mountain. Well, a mountain is climbed one step at a time. So you know, if you set yourself a goal of 30 pounds, that might be unachievable for some. So that's called an example of outcome visualization. So seeing yourself reaching that goal, what are you going to feel like? What are you going to be doing? What will you see here and feel in that moment? But for some people, it's easier to also do process visualization. It's actually can be more powerful because if you can see yourself, you know, two pounds, five pounds at a time and how you're going to feel and what you're going to do in that moment. That can be much more achievable. If you can see yourself, you know, whatever obstacles might come up, you can see yourself overcoming the obstacles and just know and just trust that you'll find the right resources. You'll find the right coach. You'll find someone that's done it before. Somebody will open a door. You'll find the right information you need. Then everything feels much more achievable. And if you can see it step by step by step, then seeing the end goal becomes easier as well. And as you visualize that, you're actually creating new neural pathways in the brain Instead of the thoughts and feelings that went with, you know, the the set of thoughts that said, I'm not capable enough, I don't know if I'll ever achieve that. Now you have a new set of thoughts. And as you do this with every micro goal that you're achieving, you're retraining the brain to say, wow, if I can do that, I can do it again. If I did that before, I can do it again. And so the thoughts and feelings and behaviors that that all get wired together are much more empowering now. Because now you have a new story and the old stuff isn't running you anymore. You're not running on autopilot anymore. And you know what it feels like and how great it feels 
to step into that new mindset. And so this gives you the set of tools to really stay in that state of flow so that you're always creating something new. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that you mentioned process and talk a little bit about that, which leads us directly into the R. This isn't something that we can just do once and have this magically fix all our problems, is it? It's something we need to work on? No. Well, I mean, you need a daily practice, right? So if we're this whole idea, this whole body of research came from the idea of neuroplasticity, which is that the brain actually shows lasting signs of change in 35 to 42 days. 42 days is exactly six weeks. So I made it six weeks to keep it foolproof. <laughs> and so if you're waking up in autopilot, well, you can do that. You've been doing that in a loop your whole life. But if you want to shift to something new, I promise you, all it takes is as little as 10 minutes per day over a six week period, and it will be a game changer. So having some sort of daily practice, you mentioned Hebb's law earlier, which I also cover in the book, which is neurons that fire together, wire together. So if you think of that thought and feeling pattern that used to run you on autopilot is no longer serving you because you want a much more empowered life. You want more fun, more excitement, more love, more wealth, more everything wonderful then you have to consciously choose to do that. And if you can if you can put in place a set of techniques, and I give you a whole bunch of examples, you know, this is this is your way to create a personal plan because I can't tell you to go to the gym in the morning. If that's not interesting for you, you're not going to do it. If it does work for you to go for a little walk in the morning, then you're going to do that, right? So creating a unique personalized plan because Again, it's not one size fits all. What works for, for you or me, Casey, is not the same as what would work for our partner, for our friends, for our siblings, for our parents, for our kids. It's just different. We all have a unique set of needs. So really diving into you know, three tools to create a daily practice. And I'll give you one of them. One of them is just waking up and setting your intentions for the day. So if you wake up and just take 10 or 15 minutes, you can do it with a guided meditation. You can do it with meditation. Or really just grab your coffee or tea or whatever, however you wake up in the morning and really just sit there and say, what do I intentionally, what do I want to feel right now versus nervous or stressed about my day? I want to feel peaceful. I want to feel calm. I want to feel good knowing it's all going to come together easily. And then just really imagine your day as it's playing out and really just say, okay, if you've got this meeting, if you've got this deal to close, if you've got this exam or wherever you are in your life and just imagine it going well. So you're using a bit of visualization as you set your intentions, but you're also retraining the brain to stay in that state of flow, to stay in that empowered state so that you don't slip back in autopilot. So the R in rewire is, is repeat to rewire. So you're giving your brain a new path. And once it's hardwired over six weeks, it's so much easier to stay there. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing, which leads directly into the last letter of the acronym, which is E, which is all about, you know, achieving greater success or going bigger. Tell us about the last uh, letter in the acronym E. Oh my gosh, this is probably one of my favorites because, you know, I just, it, it happened by accident. How I fell into this is it happened by accident. My marriage had ended. I was, you know, I, I had had this moment where I started down this journey. I was essentially about to have a nervous breakdown. I was in a very stressful job and career as a management consultant. I loved my work, don't get me wrong, but I was also so, you know, I'm type A, I was so tightly wound at the time. And I just started to ask myself, you know, it was kind of how I started 
meditation and how I started developing this, this whole system, the rewire system is I just, I wanted to feel differently. I didn't want to wake up and feel stressed anymore. I wanted to wake up and feel grateful, grateful and blessed and happy and, and just really peaceful and certain that I could do absolutely anything I wanted to do in life. And so it came from there. And then one day I just said to myself, okay, what's next? What if it could be so much better, so much more magical than I can even imagine right now? And what, how would it feel if I woke up and knew that I couldn't fail? How big would I be thinking then? When I think the wealth I want to plan for, what if it can be 20 times that or more? What if it can be a hundred times that or more? What if, you know, the sort of love I imagine for my, myself can be so much more fulfilling and loving and supportive? What if I can feel cherished and adored and desired beyond measure, like just blow my mind. And so I just thought, if we're going through this whole journey of pulling down your walls, removing the obstacles to success, and you get to imagine a whole new life for yourself, now you've got some practice with it by week five. Well, week, week six, let's blow the doors off. Let's just go way bigger. Like just imagine how much bigger you can imagine for your life. And then also um, some tools and some research for keeping that vibration so elevated. You know, it's kind of that rush when you when you finish your workout and you just feel pumped. Or when you go to a three-week, you know, three-day seminar and you come out of there just like so excited about your life. But how do you keep that? energy of how do you keep that elevated state and so this is you know three tools in that in that last week just to keep you in that high elevated state so you're constantly creating that life of, of your dreams and, and blowing it up blowing it up even bigger so wow. you can really just just have a you know a dream life something that truly excites you that's amazing. I absolutely love that. I'm so glad you included all of that in the book. It made it so practical. You know, six weeks is not a terribly long time, but it's enough time to get people thinking about these things. And again, just so many practical tools that people use. And alongside the book, you have the yeah. app. And, you know, I was reading about the app and I thought, okay, this sounds interesting. This has tons of, you know, benefits and, and different things than my meditation app that I use has. Um, so it's got to be really expensive. So I went on to download it and it's not expensive. It's free. Okay. That's great. So <laughs> I downloaded it for free and it was yesterday afternoon and I, I decided, okay, I better try this. So it's Tuesday afternoon. I pull it up and <clears throat> it gives me an option for a five minute meditation. I think to myself, okay, I've got five minutes. That's, this should be fun. Pull up a five minute meditation. It says get focused. Okay. I've got a few more tasks to do. That'll be fine. In these five minutes, I don't know what happened to me. I consider myself like somewhat of an experienced meditator, even though I'm like not very good at it at all. But right. in those five minutes, that guided meditation put me in a totally different state. I, and so I would love to know what kind of brain hacking you did in that meditation. That's amazing. Oh, thank you for that. That's such, I may, I may get you to do a testimonial for the app because that was genius. That's actually what the intention of the app was designed to do. So when I learned all of these techniques, my first thought is, oh my God, I'm going to build an app so people can do this for themselves. But what I didn't realize is there has to be a bit of education along with it. So all of these tools in neuroscience, 
the metaphors and the cues that you would use in, in positive psychology and neuroscience and visualization, that's all built into the app. So it takes all of the guesswork out. So for example, when you're doing three techniques a day, whether it's setting your intention, staying in an elevated mindset, being mindful and meditative, well, you can do three in one by just doing one guided meditation in the app. And the app is called Get Zend. That's G-E-T-Z-E-N-D. And it uses a number of different tools from neuroscience and positive psychology. So one of the things you would have heard is the music. It's called binaural beats. And binaural beats uses brainwave frequency music. And, you know, like all things in science, you know, some of it is debunked, but it's powerful. It's powerful because you feel it. It's powerful when you when you listen to it, whether you use headphones or not. Headphones are best. But what it does is it pulses out two different tones to both ears and your brain recognizes the slight difference. And so it forces your brain to tune in because your brain wants to simplify. So it creates a third tone and literally tunes your brainwave frequency in to the focused gamma waves that you need in order to get there. So if you want to get focused, you can just do it with the music on, but then if you're doing it with the, the vocal, then the vocal takes you through some guided cues as well to just calm your breath, get into that focus state. And it just allows you to solution everything. It allows you to see a visualization where everything's going to go smoothly and easily and effortlessly. And of course, it's my voice as well. So having all of that training for you know, all of these tools is, is really all built into the app. So I'm so pleased you had that result. And I, I welcome all of your audience to, to try that. And we'll, we'll get a special out for you that we can post for your audience as well, Casey. Oh, that's amazing. We'll definitely link that in the notes. And you just made me so, so excited. First of all, to know it's your voice. That's great. Second, <laughs> I did that meditation without headphones. I always use headphones. And for whatever reason, they weren't around me. So I just use my speakerphone. I am stoked <laughs> to do it again <laughs> Using headphones. That's that's wonderful advice. That's awesome. Thank you for that. I appreciate the feedback. No, it's, you know, I really think it's a powerful app. And I think I think you can meditate and I think you can go to different courses, but you know, I just was so tired of finding little nuggets here and there in different places. And I wanted to give people a complete set of tools. Really just take this roadmap and go from A to Z. It just takes 10 minutes a day or five in your case. And, you know, six weeks to retrain your brain for more happiness, for more love, for more wealth. I mean, I could teach you a hundred different strategies on how to increase your wealth, but if you have an underlying belief in your subconscious that you may never get there, chances are you won't. But if we can remove that block and then I can teach you a hundred wealth strategies, chances are you will absolutely 100% get there. Wow. That's amazing. I love that. Um, I guess I'm going to tweak our second to last question that we always ask and I'm going to, I'm going to, it's going to be kind of two parts. And the first one is where, where do you notice that most people get kind of more stuck in this process? And the second part of that question is what is one simple thing that you would tell somebody who does feel like they're in that place where most people get stuck to be able to get out of it and move through it? Great question. So one is, you know, what is what is the place that most people get stuck? And I would say that, you know, if you're trying to achieve a new goal, 
you can you can create a strategy even if i gave you a visualization or you can you can have a visualization of of achieving that goal and give you a strategy and a plan to get there and you can take action unless you remove the obstacles to your success the barriers the fears the self doubt everything that's self sabotaging you now it's very difficult to get there or at least it's it's kind of like driving with your parking brake on you're going to feel that resistance well, if you can go in and you can just understand these five simple areas where most people get stuck, and if you can recognize your patterns, then you'll be able to catch yourself the next time. So I'll give you, I, I, we don't have time to cover all five because we're nearly at the end of the hour, but I'll give you two. I talked about the not enough. Let's talk about uh, another one where say, you know, some people don't have this feeling of, of feeling safe, feeling stable in their world, in their business, in their life. Well. It doesn't always sound like that, right? So feeling of not feeling safe might feel like, oh, I don't know if I can do it alone. Or it might feel like, you know, I've never really had anyone in my life that was there. So if I want anything done right, I have to do it myself. Well, so let's say you want to start a business. And how does that play out in your business? Or if you want to create wealth for yourself, are you going to take that step? You know, one of my business coaches said the best thing. And he said, you know, are you willing to take that jump out of the plane with me? Because you have to take some risk. You have to take some risk in life, in love, in business, in creating wealth. You have to take some risk. You want to invest in the stock market? Fine. You can you can invest 10 or a thousand or a hundred thousand, doesn't matter, but it still takes risk. So what level of risk are you at? And if you have this underlying feeling that you're not safe, your ability and the probability that you're going to take that risk and take that next step is very low. That's the first thing I would say is figure out what's causing you to be stuck and remove that first. And then the second piece is how to get unstuck. Get the book six weeks to happy. I promise you, if you take the rewire journey, it's a game changer. Get on the road to success. Get on the road to happiness. Get on the road to better health and wealth. You'll have peace of mind. I mean, it's so rare. I think this whole COVID epidemic, for example, I mean, it all especially in that first two, three months where we were in lockdown, it was so strange to have, you know, it's almost like you wake up and you have a bit of stress and worry and we were able to hit the mute button and just get busy with our day and go off and leave the house and get to work. And all of a sudden there was no mute button anymore. All of a sudden that little stress and anxiety got dialed up almost like you were standing under electrical power lines. You know, we couldn't, we couldn't not hear the static anymore. We couldn't not hear our own thoughts anymore. We had to recognize that it's time to look after our mental and emotional health. So if you can get in front of it and learn the tools you need to consciously shift your thoughts and not be an autopilot, that's your game changer. Then you can choose to be in the state of flow. And I think that's what consciousness really is, is your ability to choose how do you want to think right now? How do you want to feel right now? Because I promise you, nobody would say, I'd, I'd like to stay worried and stressed. I promise you, most people would rather say, you know what? I want to wake up one day and know that I can absolutely do anything. I want to wake up and feel excited by my life. I want to peel my head off that pillow and be jumping to start my day because I can't wait to get started because my life is amazing. Wow. I love that. And I agree with you 100% for the listener. Make sure you pick up Zara's book. Dr. Zara Carson, where can people go to find you and find your work and connect with you? 
Oh, thank you. They can go to either getzend.com or just go to sixweekstohappy.com and you can find all the latest and greatest on our book, on the Get Zend app and uh, stay in touch with us in terms of future coaching programs as well because we've got some exciting things coming down the pipe. And, you know, I really just want everyone to be thriving. I think this is my my mission here and I'm so excited to just be able to share this with people. You know, what it's costing you in terms of staying stuck is enormous over time and and it's time to stop. Life is too short. Get out there. Get excited by your life again and start now. Just go to sixweekstohappy.com and start your journey today. That is awesome. We will be sure to link to that in the show notes. Dr. Zara Carson, CEO of Get Zend and author of Six Weeks to Happy. Thank you so much for all of your beautiful work and for this beautiful conversation. I think this is something that's very practical. People will find that same practicality in the app and the book. And so we encourage them to go step out and do that. But thank you so much for everything that you've been able to share with us and for your message today and for taking time to have this conversation with us. We really are very grateful for you. Oh, my pleasure. I'm so grateful for you. And thank you for having me on, Casey, and for the great work you're doing for everyone here. Absolutely. It was such an honor. And this has been another episode of Boundless Body Radio. So thank you again so very much for listening to Boundless Body Radio. I can't thank you, the listener, enough. We are so grateful for you. This year, 2021, was amazing. We got to talk to so many amazing people around the world and got to learn so much from them. And we actually just passed 80,000 downloads worldwide, which I just, when I started this, could not even fathom that we could reach that many people with the message. And hopefully you have gotten a lot out of this, um, as, as have we. Um, As we start the new year, we just wanted to let you know about some of the resources that we offer at Boundless Body LLC. Please go to our website, which is myboundlessbody.com. That's myboundlessbody.com. You will see an option to book a complimentary 30-minute consultation with us so that we can discuss your goals with health and fitness and maybe help you create a plan for the new year. Bethany, my wife, also offers uh, virtual mat Pilates classes, which are absolutely amazing. They're very engaging and also very, very affordable. Those can be done live on Mondays and Fridays or also given out as a recording to do at your own convenience. We also offer training and meal planning services that are also done virtually from the safety of your own home. So if you want to avoid the busyness of a gym, we can help show you how to get really fantastic results at home with a very minimal amount of equipment. We've been doing it now for two years. We've gotten pretty good at it. So we are happy to show you that. Once again, that website is myboundlessbody.com. And if you are enjoying the show, please leave us a rating and review on Apple. It really helps um, get this passion project out to more people. So cheers to 2022. And thank you again for listening to Boundless Body Radio.